0: live all of you i am retronomic looking for new games that bring retro back from the dead and this is retrograde where we look at list countdowns and count ups and today we are doing the halloween month of ps1 horror genres and we're finishing off this month with the double feature uh the ps1 Platform horror and P- PS1 Platform. Uh, oh, geez. The PS1 Platform Horror and Multiplayer Horror. I'm doing two top fives this time. That was terrible. I'm sorry for that. I just wanted to, you know, play along with the month. Why not? You know, it's the last list, and I'm actually just gonna kind of rush this one because, you know, I want to beat that deadline. Uh, it's today. Today is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are uh, having a good hunt. Probably not going to be wa- listening to this today, but hey, I wanted to still do it on this day. So yeah, here we go. Starting with uh, the platformers. At number five is Swagman. This is an interesting game. It's got like a uh, like a kid's horror type of theme to it, but it's not for kids, actually. It's not like messed up or anything It's just it's kind of like a it's a top-down game so it's kind of like as if uh link to the past and zombies ate my neighbors went to a teleporter together and then just came out as this you know flesh guts and sinew and bone kind of amalgamation abomination that fused together uh and yeah that's what this game is um it's <laughs> i'd rather not do the stupid oh well uh I've linked to the past, and Zombies ate my neighbors. Had a baby. It's actually a very difficult game, though. It's nothing uh, like. It's as difficult as Zombies ate my neighbors, but it plays like Link to the Past. So that's why I say that. And it's actually a pretty cool game, though. It's it's got this uh, you know top down look. You're a young boy who has to save her sister from the swag man who kidnapped her and. Pulled her into like nightmares and things like that and so you have these different mechanics you know you play the game like a link to the past you know you run around in top-down view you try to defeat enemies with your flashlight which is the melee weapon or your yo-yo which is the ranged weapon and uh you know the ghosts in it are very kiddish looking they look like something out of like a halloween game and i'd say it's definitely a halloween type theme um, because it's very kiddish looking, but the game is pretty darn freaking difficult. I'd say it's something you should play with save states, if not a cheat too. Heck, it's it's freaking hard. Um, but something cool about it is you actually get to turn into monsters in this as well, you know, this beast form. So that way you can actually kick some more butt, and it actually helps with uh, some of the mechanics as well um it's a really cool game it's not the most amazing game but it's something worth checking out if you're looking for more of a horror platformer type game it's not a whole lot of platforming it's more puzzle solving you know going through dungeons sort of thing um, except for its dreams in this case and yeah it's it's worth checking out just for that reason at number 4 is Skull Monkeys. It's kind of a, a strange game. It's actually based on a point and click called Neverhood. It has some strange elements that make it feel like not really horror, just uh, an odd type of game, you know? I mean, it's it's basically a claymation game that looks cool. I do like claymation look for video games. And it's a, you know, just a run-right platformer kind of thing. It's much more of a comedic game and you actually uh, play a character named Clayman. Um, so yeah, it's definitely claymation, but also it uh, it does have a darker feel to it, I'll say that. I wouldn't really classify it as horror, but you know, because there, there's nothing... I gotta reach for these, because truthfully, there's nothing out there except one that I'll get to at number one, obviously. And uh, so yeah, this one is... It does have a dark feel. It's about skull monkeys, you know, they're monkeys with skulls for heads. It's kind of funny and hilarious. Um, It's kind of cool too, actually. I'd say this is a pretty decent game. The only thing is the gameplay is basically just like a Donkey Kong Country series, you know, like you butt bounce on people, you uh, run around, you get different things that you can throw at them as well. Um, And you just traverse the dang island of all these You know different locales, and it has a really cool feel to it, it has a cool look to it, and it's a decent platformer. Uh, It's very strange though, I mean like the end boss becomes a real person's head. I think it's one of the programmers or something. And yeah, so it's a strange game, but uh, I'd say it's worth checking out for Halloween. It's along the same lines as Swagman in terms of its tone. You know, it's uh, comedic, it's kind of kiddish, but it still has a horror-type theme. I'll say that. Um, So moving on to number three is Heart of Darkness. This is a, uh, it sounds like a badass type of horror game, but no, it's not. It's still, it's still a good game. It's just super dang difficult. It's also got the same tone though as well. It's a sort of kiddish sort of look. Um, Oddly enough, the actually, the cinematics, I would say are, are strange and uncanny valley looking, you know, they look They're not bad looking, they do a decent job, but at the same time I prefer the gameplay look to the cinematics. That's how weird the cinematics look. Um, But yeah, your dog's basically just stolen, um, taken into this eclipse of the moon, and you go off to save him because for some reason you're a kid who has all these technological things. Uh, Maybe it's just him using his imagination. Um, But anyways, yeah, you start the game in a much more animated look. Like, you know, it looks like a cartoon kind of, but it's a side-scrolling platformer. And yeah, this game gets freaking balls hard as well. I don't know why all these kid-looking games are freaking hard, but yeah. It plays kind of like Out of This World or uh, Blackthorn, but without any shooting, you know? I mean, you do shoot, but it's more of like uh, less bloody and gory. And you have these like blobby sort of inky type uh, creatures that the darkness is, you know, and it's actually pretty cool. It's got an interesting world and it's sort of like, uh, canyons and mountains and things like that, but eventually gets into other stuff too. And it's, it's a very hard game, but it's still a fun game. I would say actually, uh, do this with save states as well, because there's a lot of trial and errors as well. Um, it's not in the vein of a story type game, you know, um, like out of this world, but it does have a lot of, uh, um, that same sort of mechanics when it comes to running and jumping and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a decent game. Uh, moving on to number two is Oddworld. Again, same sort of gameplay. Um, you know, the cinematic gameplay, I think they call it. Um, but yeah, it's where you're just running around trying to save all these other Meduckins because the Gluckins, otherwise, you know, a, a sort of play on words of gluttons, um, they're very industrial. They would just want to keep making money all the time. And they have slave labor, you know, and they make these treats. But, of course, they've run out of animals to make into treats. So now they're going to use the Meducans. their are slaves. So it seems counterintuitive. It's like you're going to lose all your workers making the dang food. But okay. And, uh, yeah, so you're ending up uh, as Abe going through um, this industrial world, Saving all the different Meducans—it it's kind of a pain in the ass though because one, it is difficult again, a very difficult game, but also um, you have to do each Meducan one by one, and it gets kind of confusing. You you can get lost in this world, but it's an amazing world. I love the Odd World series, and uh, there's actually a second game in the series as well. Um, I guess it's supposed to be a spin-off, not a sequel. Um, but yeah, it's actually pretty cool too i mean it's much better in fact because you can do multiple duck meduckins at once and you basically are just trying to get them through alive you have multiple endings because they can die and it gets bloody and gory but you also have the power to um, possess different things you can possess your fart you can possess other enemies like the sligs they're freaking hilarious you have this game speak ability that's how you get the meduckins to follow you um, And yeah, so you'll, you know, say, hi, follow me, you know, and then you go and they'll follow you and stuff like that. The first game is a lot harder because you don't have the ability to uh, get all the Meduckins at once, which is kind of a pain in the butt. And as well as you have to get these scars to use other abilities, whereas the next game, Exodus, um, Odyssey is the first game. Uh, you have, you know, all those abilities already. So now you can do all this different stuff. It's a lot easier in that respect. But at the same time, the world is just so amazing. All the enemies are creepy and weird looking. Um, And it's a really fun game, even if it's played comedically. It has this oppressive horror type feel. Um, You wouldn't even think of it as a horror game unless you look at it from that angle, I guess. So I guess it's not really a horror game, but it definitely has that feel to it. Um, so there you go, moving on to number one, is the Castlevania series, the only one that actually feels like it's actually a horror game, uh, because there's not a whole lot in terms of platform horror, at least not on the Playstation, I mean there is, uh, some platform horror on the Super Nintendo, in fact, uh, let alone the Nintendo, but sadly, not much for the PS1, I was surprised by that. And this one's, I mean, obviously iconic, everybody knows about the Castlevania series, it's really cool. They have Castlevania Chronicles for the PlayStation 1, which is basically just a remake of the first game, and it's a great take on it. I love it, actually. It's uh, It looks a lot better. Uh, it looks definitely updated. It's got a cool graphics and all that stuff, but also the mechanics seem to be updated, too. You don't have as much of a stilted jump sort of thing, as well as... Um, you know, the controls work a little better, as well as your whip seems to work a little better, too, in my opinion. You can hit in multiple directions, but it's not as clunky as the first game, you know, um, this remake of the first game. And then, of course, you have uh, Symphony of Night. Uh, so that one, you play Alucard instead of a Belmont. And, in fact, you actually start out playing as a Belmont at the end of uh, Rondo of Blood. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that you start out playing as a Belmont... Um, ending the game of the game previous. Um, But then you actually get into the story where where Richter from from Rondo of Blood has become a bad guy and you have to start uh, looking around this castle and figuring things out and it's very much the beginning of the Metroidvania of Castlevanias. And uh, so, yeah, it's really cool in that respect. You get special powers to not only uh, attack enemies but to traverse the levels. So you have a lot of backtracking and all that stuff. And then eventually you get to fight uh, Richter. I mean, it's pretty crazy. You kill him and, you know, you get multiple endings for that, in fact. So it's really interesting that it ended with, uh, you know, killing one of the Belmonts. Except it doesn't. Oh, you thought I didn't know about it, didn't you? Uh, No, actually, yes, of course. Everybody who uh, has played this game by now should know about that. If not, then I feel bad that you missed an entire half of the game. The Upside Down Castle, you know, you have to put on these glasses. If you thought to do that, then you can see this uh, green orb above Richter that's controlling him, making him evil. And he has this uh, crazy idea that, you know, if he's, he's basically worthless and meaningless if he doesn't have something to fight. So he tries to resurrect uh, Dracula, but it turns out it's actually this bad mother named Shaft. But yeah, he's basically controlling him and pulling the strings and he's trying to get uh, Dracula to be revived so now it's your turn, Alucard, the son of Dracula, because Dracula backwards, and uh, you know go through the castle some more, which is a lot harder on the second time around, um, but you have a lot more abilities still to check out. You have a, a giant freaking map, I mean, my gosh. It gets kind of daunting, in fact, I'd say. It's definitely in the vein of Metroid, you know? Um, it's kind of aimless you have to figure it out for yourself but it's really cool too and it has a an awesome story with multiple endings you know so it's and many multiple endings, there's multiple endings just for the first half of the game if you don't get the glasses, and then you have multiple endings added to that, and even after beating the game, you get to play as different characters even, you get to play as Richter Belmont, you get to play as that girl, I can't remember her name, and yeah, you get some more story even through them, somewhat, so yeah, it's pretty cool that they came up with this whole idea of giving you some new stuff, some old stuff, and some extra stuff, you know? and even the fact that they do this uh, extra castle that you might not even known about. It's just a total mind blow when you see that. It's like, holy crap. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing game. It does everything right, and it definitely feels like a horror platformer. Onto honorable mentions is 40 Winks. This is like the first one I could find that was actually a 3D platformer. Again, along the lines of a kiddish type game. Um, and again, it has to do with dreams, oddly enough. You play either the brother or the sister, and you go into these dream worlds. You're, it's kind of a collect-a-thon. You know, it's basically a collect-a-thon platformer set in a sort of nightmarish horror kids type of uh, game. So it's really fun, interesting. You know, you do a lot of collecting. You do a lot of platforming. Um, you have some different things you can use to uh, power up. You have a scream to do a special attack you know and it's kind of cool it's a pretty fun game it's not the most amazing if you're into you know those 3d platformers like Banjo-Kazooie stuff like that it it works in that route but it's not exactly as good as so yeah I I would say you know if you feel like checking something out that's pretty fun as a kiddish type of horror game this is it now moving on to Dishonorable Mentions. Jersey Devil. Again, another kiddish type game. <laughs> I swear, all these are are kid Halloween themed type of horror games. It sucks. Uh, there wasn't much, I'm telling you. I looked around quite a lot and this is what I found. But this one actually isn't as difficult. It is pretty bad on the controls though. It's kind of clunky. It's hard to control. But you do have like a punch move, a spin move. You have a glide um so you can jump and then glide down and then let uh push uh push it again no you let go and that makes it so uh it, you drop down on platforms it's very much a 3d platformer as well and i'd say it's uh actually pretty decent it's just that because of the clunky controls kind of sucks as well as there's a lot of enemies that you have to like take out for the longest time it takes forever to freaking do anything to them and, you know, that seems kind of dumb. They're like tank characters or sponge, I'm bullet sponges, but I guess punch sponges in this case. And uh, yeah, it just takes forever to do that. But you might, if you're trying to go for 100%, you have to take them out because there's a lot of collectathon stuff in here and it's kind of directionless. And I'd say the graphics, they kind of are a little above Bubsy 3D so yeah that's not exactly a good thing but it's not too bad it's at least not as bad as bubsy 3d um but the platforming uh it's also just above bubsy 3d as well i mean it's it's not bubsy 3d but it's not much better so yeah the the only thing that saves the platforming really is the glide mechanic that makes it a little bit easier um but other than that yeah it's it's a pretty decent game but it's just not that good I would say if you, you know have tried everything else, you might as well try this out too. And it has some pretty cool like Saturday morning cartoon type cinematics, which is actually pretty good. I'd say at least check those out if you don't play the game. So moving on to the top five multiplayer games now. At number five is Biofreaks. And uh, for the PlayStation, it's not the best. I would say play it on the N64, but there is a Playstation port, so i count it. Um, This one's kind of cool. It's a very tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, story. It's that the corporations of the world have uh, basically become the superpowers of the world, and now to have full supremacy, they're having this tournament where they make these biomechanical mutant-like creatures, uh, humanoids really, um, that are going to fight to the death, and it plays kind of like a Mortal Kombat 4 type of thing. You know, you have the 3D level with uh, 3D models, but they sort of have to like, you know, uh, scoot up or down to do the three-dimensional world, so it doesn't quite work like uh, you know, Power Stone or anything. It's more like this uh, semi-three-dimensional game. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool though because you actually can take off limbs, you can uh, shoot people, you can uh, fly up and for a short amount period of time. But it's it's a pretty cool mechanic. As well as you have fatalities, level fatalities, things like that. You even have uh, special moves. But otherwise, you know, it's basically like any other um, 3D uh, Mortal Kombat clone, you know. And it works well enough though. It's got the gimmick of like I said, taking off limbs and all that. It's just a cool looking game. And it plays well enough. It's kind of clunky at times, but it's still a fun playthrough with, you know, a friend. At number four is Unholy War. This is actually a pretty cool game. It was surprising. It's a, a hexagonal grid-based type game, and you play it almost like battle chess, you know? It's not uh, in those terms exactly, but, you know, you you have these uh, characters that you move around on the grid, and then when you finally get to another character, you have to fight them. You know, some are more powerful than others, you know, so you want to try and uh, dodge the attacks and take out those uh, characters. But at the same time, you have more powerful ones than theirs too sometimes. Uh, Depends on uh, what piece you're moving. Um, But it's a really cool idea. It's that, you know, it's um, like battle chess, basically, you know, you just move your piece, trying to move across the terrain. And then uh, eventually you get into this a uh, fight where it's a uh, open open arena I'll say that it's less like 2D fighter and more like a 3D sort of moving around an entire place type of game uh, I guess <laughs> I have to draw comparisons to Mortal Kombat again. Uh, Shaolin Monks, they had a versus mode in that, where you just run around the level and start shooting at each other kind of thing and all that. That's basically what this is. You do the same thing, you know. You run around, you hit each other, you um, shoot at each other, you do little moves and things like that. And it's pretty cool, though. I like the idea of it. Um, the story is that these aliens div- and decide to uh, take over Earth, and that's how they're doing it. They send down these you know, creatures and robots, and then you use yours against them. So it's an awesome game. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, At number three is the Twisted Metal series. Not all of these are really horror, but you know, as well as not all these are really good. Um, But yeah, first off is the first game. It's not that great. I'll admit that they have a kind of crappy cinematics and crappy graphics. I mean, the cinematics are basically just, you know, FMV sequences. The only thing is it did not work with the the playstation or something like that maybe they had to crunch it or something down or something but yeah it's skippy it's you know uh spotty it just doesn't sound right sometimes it cuts in and out um it looks all pixelated and stuff even though it's not supposed to be a pixel type of thing it's supposed to be you know real people being filmed So I don't know what happened there. Also, it's just kind of cheesy and dumb. Um, But other than that, the gameplay still, you know, it's the same sort of gameplay, car combat. And it works, you know, it's definitely cool. Um, But the second game of the series is where it really shines. I mean, that's definitely much more of a horror feel as well. They took a more comic book style approach to the story. You know everything looks really cool in that respect and it has this almost dystopian type of world going on and it's really cool actually i love the idea of this and of course um in the game the graphics look a lot better it plays a lot better you actually have moves now as well you can do like drop mines or shoot ice to freeze people and then you have all the different ammo and weapons and things um and then of course you have you know sweet tooth dark tooth um, just all kinds of cool characters, there's a cheat to play Jet Moto level, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool what they did with this one, but added to that, they actually have levels that start falling apart or destroying themselves that make it so you will die, you know, if you don't try to kill everybody quickly enough, and then there's also even um, a lot of secrets in the levels, so you can actually get like more health or some special uh, power-up and things like that and it's just an awesome all-around great game. I mean, I loved this one. Then there's Small Brawl, which is basically the kids' version of, uh, Twisted Metal. And, you know, it's alright. It's just kids, you know, using remote control cars. It's pretty competent for, uh, the gameplay, actually. It works m- much like Twisted Metal 2, um, but I guess they were trying to aim towards kids this time. You know, it's not bad. Then, uh, there's the 989 Studios games, which is 3 and 4. Uh the story is kinda dumb. They went to uh cinematics as well. Um so Small Brawl also does cinematics. Um not the comic book style that they did for part two, sadly. Um but you know, definitely part uh, small brawl is much more comedic. While uh three and four are kinda just dumb. They're trying to be either funny or serious, and they can't seem to make up their mind with the story. Um but added to that, uh the characters are pretty dumb too. It's not exactly the best game, but I will say the gameplay still works. It's very flashy looking, and it works as a car combat. It just doesn't feel like a Twisted Metal car combat game. In fact, everything looks, like I said, really shiny and new kind of thing. It's almost like everything's become futuristic when it comes to the cars and the levels and all that. But they do have some decent levels. Um, They have some cool car mechanics, all that stuff. It's basically just Twisted Metal done by somebody else and you can tell moving on to number two is dark stalkers who didn't see this coming i mean heck it's it's basically street fighter with monsters i love it it's awesome there's two on the playstation one it's got you know all kinds of moves all kinds of characters there's the cat girl there's a vampire there's a skeletal rocker there's a frankenstein's monster there's a yeti there's just so many freaking enemies and uh, not enemies i guess roster players Um, That are really cool in this game. I love this series and the Doc Stalker series is just great It's if you like Street Fighter, you'll love this if you like horror as well It's not just something to check out. It's definitely something to play I mean, this is something all people should be playing if you like horror games and you want to play something in the multiplayer uh, genre then on to number one Probably obvious to some maybe not to others thrill kill. It's an unreleased game That's why it might not be obvious to others. They might not even heard of it. Uh, It's basically just the denizens of hell uh, get a chance to come back to life and start a new life, start over kind of thing. Um, But they're all, you know, denizens of hell. So they've all been and they're all like uh, twisted, screwed up psychos, you know. And it's a pretty dark game. It's pretty twisted as well. The characters are cannibals and freaks and um, psycho killers and dominatrixes. And just what the heck is going on with this game? Um, what the gimmick is, though, isn't just the uh, horror aspect of it, it's also that it's a four player game. You know, you play four people at once, or you can play one person against four, three other uh, computer characters. You don't necessarily take down someone's life to do a fatality it's more like you weaken them enough to be able to do a fatality and it's interesting type of a mechanic the only thing is the controls are really clunky the graphics aren't the best it's an unreleased game so it's bound to have a lot of issues it's a definitely horror game and is really twisted in in very many ways. And they even have uh, character endings for this, so you know, if you felt like playing through uh, different characters, it's actually worth checking out for that reason. So a quick mention goes to Mortal Kombat series. There's Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I mean, there's other games on the PlayStation one, but you might as well just go for Mortal Kombat Trilogy because it has basically everything. I mean, the best playing Mortal Kombat on PS1, I think, is part two, actually. But Trilogy comes with every character, every level, and everything from all three of those games uh so yeah that's pretty cool then of course you have mortal Kombat 4 which has you know uh a 3d models and all that stuff you scoot up and down if you want to move through the level um but yeah it's basically the same type of gameplay they got some decent graphics the cinemax and the stories are pretty dumb and they're voiced by the uh the staff. It's just something that I like to, you know, play anyways because it's kind of cool. You know, it's not exactly a horror game, though. I'd say it's more of a fantasy game. Um, but I've been stretching so much already, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Then there's also the Vigilante 8 series, which is basically just the competitor of Twisted Metal. And they sort of have wacky characters and all that stuff. There's a lot of blood and guts as well. There's even a uh, uh, another game like it, I think, made by the same people called Rogue Trip. Where you do sort of the same kind kind of car combat stuff with racing as well, um, but then you actually can pick people up, you know, like uh, you you pick up passengers in fact, and just run around dropping them off, so which makes so you have uh, I think h- higher health or, or strength, I don't remember exactly, but it's pretty cool. I like the idea of that. Rogue Trip became a a, a different take on the genre. It feels like almost like Crazy Taxi plus uh, Twisted Metal, you know, while Vigilante 8 is just, you know, basically a straight-up Twisted Metal. So, yeah, there you go. That's all that. Honorable mentions are, are Critical Depth, which is uh, sort of a submarine version of car combat games. You actually get to move in all directions, and it's definitely along the lines. I wouldn't be surprised if it was made by the same people who made Part 2 of Twisted Metal, because it's got the, you know, drawing style, sort of look, some cinematic... Um, but yeah, it's also very dark and twisted in its, in its, uh, gameplay and, um, story, you know, it's aliens came to earth and now they're basically searching for decent human life and they find everyone basically, um, not to be worthy. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, twisted endings is what I'm getting at. Um, but the characters are pretty cool. You know, you have one that's a dolphin, oddly enough, um, as well as one that's an alien uh, in disguise. He's like working undercover. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, you can move in all directions and attack all these things, as well as you have stuff to collect, things like that. So it does feel much more like an adventure type game of a car combat. Then there's Dead in the Water, which is basically another car combat game, but it's boats instead of cars, you know? And it's pretty awesome too. I thought it was fun. It's not the best game because uh, the controls kind of suck. And everything's, you know, being on water. You're sort of all over the place, but still, it's it's much more of a racing sort of game almost. I'd say it's like a like a kart racer, but with uh, but with car combat elements. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually liked it. It's definitely a a twisted type of theme to it, though, like twisted metal or something or critical depth. And, you know, it works, I'd say. It's it's not that bad. Then there's War Gods, which is basically a 3D Mortal Kombat clone. I mean, it, they have, like, the same thing as Mortal Kombat, where they, you know, have digitized sprites of real people. But then they wrap it around a 3D model so it looks kind of strange but it still works you know and not all of the characters are like that but there are characters that are and uh, just it's sort of weird but hey it works well enough it's kind of cool um it's just basically like i want to be mortal kombat but done with uh you know gods instead of uh fantasy sort of ninjas and all that stuff and yeah they're kind of interesting there's fatalities there's uh, it's really cheesy looking, I'll admit, um, but hey, it's dis- decent enough Plain, I'll say that. So there you go. You got Anubis, you got um, a Spartacus type of war god, you got a uh, Kabuki war god, you got one that looks kind of like a green version of Terminator instead of the red sort of look, um, you know, red colors and glows. Instead, it's all green. Um, so yeah, it's actually kind of cool. I liked it, even if it was really cheesy and kind of dumb. Onto to Dishonorable Mentions. These are all basically the same game, just different uh, games, <laughs> different settings, I guess. First off is Cardinal Sin. It's actually not as bad as the uh, rest of these. Um, it's actually a three-dimensional game. You run around the world, sort of like I was saying with um, Unholy War. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's got some decent uh, graphics. Uh, all kinds of fantasy-type, non-human-type creatures, um, as well as humanoid ones as well, but it's basically like some warring factions are interrupted by this cardinal sin lady who looks like a bishop or something, and then uh, they, she makes it so they have to do a tournament in order to, you know, gain the power. So yeah, um, pretty cool, kind of crappy. Um, the, cl- the controls are really clunky. It doesn't quite work well in that 3D world, but I think it's, you know, decent enough. I'll say that. Um, but then there's Iron and Blood, which is, I think, from Ravenloft series. Well, that one sort of feels like a Dungeons and Dragons. This one's Ravenloft. It actually says that. Um, you know, so it's definitely a Dungeons and Dragons thing, not just a... Uh, feels like it, you know, um, but this one's a 2D fighter, and it does not work very much at all, it's very clunky, very crappy, but I don't know, I still like it anyways, just because it's got all these different, uh, you know, Dungeons and dragons type characters, um, as well as Killing Blow, that one's also Along those lines, but they even have—they don't only have medieval characters, but they also have like some—they uh, also have some horror movie characters, like a Frankenstein and a vampire and a werewolf, things like that. So yeah, it's a uh, pretty decent, but pretty—it's sh- uh, not very decent. In fact, it's—it's—I'd say Iron and Blood as well as Killing Blow are pretty terrible. Um, Cardinal Sin bad but not that bad you know so I'd say check them all out just for the novelty if nothing else um so there you have it I wanted to go quicker with this one because I feel like I took way too long with the other lists and this one just felt like I should just you know uh kind of move it along plus it's the last day and I knew there'd take a lot of uh, editing and stuff like that if I went into fully like each game and all that so yeah I just decided you know what Let's just throw this one out there. I will freaking make the dang deadline. It's not the most comprehensive list, but you know, it's what I could get out of it because there's not a whole lot to it, you know? I wish there was more for a stealth genre. I would have done something with that. There were a lot more genres of horror on this platform because the PlayStation was pretty experimental. The N64 not so much. You might get some ports from the PlayStation on the 64 like Biofreaks. I think Resident Evil 2 was on the 64 as well, but there wasn't a whole lot else. Um, if I were gonna suggest something from that, I would say Mace the Dark Age, because it's a pretty dark and twisted game. There's a very dark fantasy feel to it. And it even has like, uh, not only endings for if you beat the game, but endings if you lose the game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, just wanted to throw that one out there. I mean, as with all of these lists, I would say check them out for yourself. You can have your own opinions on it. And, uh, well, not all of these are really necessarily a horror game. They still have a Halloween-type theme, I'll say that. So it's something to check out anyways, you know. it's may not be the best games, but they're worth checking out just for the novelty. I mean, this was a whole month in the making. It took for frickin' ever, and luckily I was able to, you know, squeeze this one in there, basically. And I still have to edit it, so yeah, hopefully it doesn't take too long with that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed Halloween month and the PS1 horror genres. And, uh, you know, it took quite a while, put in a lot of work, Um, except for obviously this list. I I wanted to beat the deadline, so I had to, you know, make it a little shorter, kind of rushed. So it's a little list, I guess, you know. But there you go. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, to Get Buried Alive, like, subscribe, and get notified to be revived next time. Happy Halloween, everybody.